Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, we got a. Uh, you want to get into the R and B shit? Yeah, let's let's get into it. I got it right in front of me here, courtesy of the high priestess of the Sunday sermon, Naima Cochran, our homegirl. She uh, she's talking about you know, there's been a a thing going around about what was the best decade in hip hop, and we could do that too if you want to. But she it inspired her to have what's the best era in R and B, and. So it's 1980s or later, so we're not we're not counting like Aretha Franklin and shit. She's got a Quiet Storm, which I guess would be early to mid 80s. B New Jack Swing, late 80s, early 90s. C Hip Hop Soul, 90s basically, and D Neo Soul, which is the 2000s. And Jason, you're the you're the music expert here. I'm gonna defer <laughs> yeah. to you first. Okay, so does Sade count as R&B? Sade counts. Sade, will, I think, will be Quiet Storm. Storm. Yeah. Even though, obviously, she released music all throughout, but, like, right. her style would, you know, was very yeah. Quiet Storm contemporary R&B. I think it's neck and neck between Quiet Storm and Hip Hop Soul. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a lean Quiet Storm. Really? Yeah, because you got the end of the old niggas, so you got the end of the, uh, you know, Smokies and the, yeah. uh, Marvins and uh, Luther. I mean, Luther's kind of right in the mix of that. Yeah, you but got- like his style was still, yeah. even as he, again, like Sade, even as he continued to release music, it was still that style. Like he right. wasn't, that nigga wasn't doing like collabs with. 
Right. But that's what I'm saying. And I'm thinking of it as like putting an NBA, like yeah. all-star, all you I'm putting yeah. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Sade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my well, starting Whit- backcourt. Whitney, I'm a I'm a push back on Whitney. Where but where is she fall? Is she not is she She's not top, RB? Is she, she not RB? She's not RB. She's not a couple RB and jams, though. I guess, man. Like she she doesn't have like Michael had a whole ass RB album. Right. Okay. Like, so maybe Whitney was album. an R. So like to me, Whitney would have R and B track in the same way that Michael on Thriller has like right. PYT is an R and B track, right? But like my... that's a pop album, right? Right. Okay, so maybe Whitney's not on there, but uh, we could go. You know, Aretha, obviously. I mean, not Aretha. Yeah. Um, no, Anita, 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 Anita Baker. Baker, yeah, Anita Baker, um, Patty Labelle, Patty Labelle. Uh, who else? Uh, shit, man. Let me let me consult my fucking my 80s playlist bro because you know yeah i mean prince right prince because he's not he's not he, he's got to be somewhat r&b he's got he's pop genreless songs. but he wasn't he's he wasn't quiet storm though like he okay. was but like his shit was just on some other shit you right. got the pointer sisters you got the mary jane girls you got yeah i got some i got some oldies playlists too uh you got New Shoes, who I discovered was white. Did not know that until way too late. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Lisa Lisa in the Cult Jam. I'll be sure. Denise Denise Williams, I'll be sure. Uh, Philip Bailey. Yes, no? Patrice Rush. Like, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, obviously. You got uh, Soul to Soul. Ready for the World. Evelyn yeah. King. Loose Ends. Rick James, Rick James, Rick James, fucking. Eddie. I think calling it the Quiet Storm era kind of makes it tricky because this isn't all Quiet Storm music, yeah. but like that era of R and B had a lot of jams, and that's kind of what Ange- I'm saying. Angela Wimbush, right? A lot of a lot jams, of- a lot of hip hop sample songs, a lot and of Tume. Yeah, it was a lot of joints, but the hip hop soul era. It kind of, it was kind of slaying. You know what I'm saying? It that, was killing that shit. That shit. Let me tell you right now, man. I'm going to say it like this. Yeah. You talk about mega hits, mega hit, crossover hits without crossing over the sound. Yeah. Right? In the words of Jay-Z, I ain't crossover about the suburbs to the hood. Like, that fucking 90s R&B, man, all that shit was fucking monstrous, man. Hey, all man, right. look. R. Kelly. <laughs> right. Shut the conversation down. <laughs> Just everything. The whole decade. I get it. He's an awful person. Nah, 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 but like musically, this he, not only did he put out bangers, but he was fucking he was producing, producing and writing for everybody. And by the way, it's some niggas that was the, from the pre-1980s that got into the 1980s Quiet Storm and then transitioned into hip-hop soul and beyond, it's the Isley Brothers. And that transition happened because they started working with R. Kelly. Yep. That's... Yep. Now, yeah, let me say this. What's your least favorite? Least favorite? Okay. Uh, what was the other? T- it's New Jack. It's New and- Jack and Neo okay. Soul. Uh, I, I'm a, I, I'm, I'll tell you, it's easy for me. It's Fucking Neo, Neo, Neo Soul. Soul. <laughs> Kelly ass niggas, man. <laughs> Oh my God! Wearing brown all the time and everything is brown. Everything, and is, everything, 
everything is tan and brown and that's and, where and, all that grand rising bullshit came from all yeah. the hoteps it all came out of that shit oh trey's in here damn but i think jerv's already on his flight so but we got we got some cuts though in the neo so like we there's some cuts there's some cuts but erica badu had a very strong career she did you know she stands out i i, I love jill scott um there was a bunch of like cool little singles i feel like you know uh, the duele the uh glenn lewis dave hollister you know like there was a lot well, of I'm, you're saying that and i'm thinking about niggas with big suit jackets and <laughs> yeah. button-up shirts and sweaters over the button-up shirt right. and a hat and it's never like a regular hat it's always got to be like one of them kango like cabbie yeah. hats or some shit like that or a fedora but Fuck there's niggas, shit. there's niggas who jumped eras too, like Rafael Sadiq. I'm thinking about he yep. came in New Jack, New Jack, and then did hip hop soul, soul, and then and then neo soul. soul. He went all the way through. So you know, um, I, D'Angelo, where he kind of hip hop soul to neo soul, hip hop soul to neo soul. So, so, but my favorite shit is is the fucking hip hop soul shit. So yeah, no, I agree, yeah. I agree. But I just th- I think it's some niggas that's in the neo soul that started off hip hop soul that i really fuck with but yeah the neo soul could go definitely out of all of the I, like i it's the thing like the new jack swing it's probably got the least replay value unless you're going, the drums the drum set man this shit is just <laughs> it's dated like, as fuck fucking listening it feels good man i'm like oh man like i can't play this shit i can play by myself but like i can't be like in the car like yeah it feels good but man, all them, the total fucking uh, remixes. Yeah, case. Can't you see and, yeah. and uh, all that? All that shit with um, in Vogue. All all the like uh, Brownstone, mm-hmm. Escape. Yep. Even like the one hit wonders from the nineties, man. Like it's crazy. You go through the nineties R and B, goddamn. Let me look over here. Fucking Sunshine Anderson. Heard it all before. That shit is a banger, man. Yeah. The, Tweet, yeah. oops, oh my. Yeah, this is like early 2000s. Like 99, is 2000. It? Is yeah. That, that's, that's 90, like I'm, I'm getting out of 90s. Yeah. Adina Howard. Oh yeah. Fucking like Groove Theory. Oh yeah. Uh, Janae. Is that? Janae, yeah. Um, uh, fucking where is it? Yvette Michelle, Allure, Allure didn't really. Now in retrospect, I'm like they didn't have any business being, but they did. They had a couple of hits. Had a couple of hits. Avon, and he's a he's one that went and came back. Oh, Avon, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had some shit. I fuck with Avon. City High, City High. They had a couple. What was that? I was Wyclef's group. That yeah. was Wyclef. He was smashing Claudette Ortiz, man. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to her. <laughs> Still single? <laughs> right. 702, 3LW. All them little groups, man. They didn't really do shit, but like. They had a couple they, hits. They had hits, man. Yeah. Fucking so. I don't know. Like 90s R&B to me is always going to be. That's yeah. my heart. Right. I'm with you. I love. I got like a deep appreciation for the 80s shit, particularly because a lot of them 90s songs were sampling the 80s songs. So exactly. It's, like, it's hard not to have that respect there. Yeah, New Jack. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say because you know, getting older, like you kind of go back to shit, and yep. then I feel like the '80s has the most replay value because yep. it's not that super noisy. It's very soulful. The beat is easy. You know what I'm saying? Smooth. It's a jam. You could put it on anywhere. You know, 
even even like the their fucking party tracks, man. Yeah, cuts. I mean, it's 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 some shit that goes, man. It goes. It always goes. Yeah. Uh, New South- Jack got no replay, but I I still like it. Like this is this is a it's happy music. That's the it thing is. about New Jack. Like there was no like fucking. My baby left me, New Jack. <laughs> right, there there right. was a heartbreak. Them niggas yeah. were just happy all yeah. the time. It was Motown Philly. Niggas was... and, and you know what? The the poster child for Neo Soul is for me forever. What? Every time someone says Neo Soul, I always think about the same person. I always think of the same song. Music Soul Child. I don't wanna friends. You could just be friends. I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, nigga. I'm not trying to be no friends. What about I got what, friends? What about Bilal? Because that's the first person I think of. Bilal and, and Dwelle are the wearing two. Wearing fucking knit hats. Yeah, Bilal and Dwelle are the two people. When you say Neo Soul, their their avatar just pops up in my head. And it all it's yes, but also I blame these motherfuckers for for influencing the Talib Qualis and the most deaths who should have been rapping a lot harder. Yeah. I'm not saying the subject matter should have been untrue to themselves, but like them niggas have cuts where it's like, yeah, nigga, rap like that. What you doing? They're the sucking. Yeah. Because they just getting high with these fucking neo soul. <laughs> Pontificating you know with niggas. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, uh, and, and bitches too. And you know what I'm saying? So speaking of neo soul and hip hop soul and all that, Lauren Hill recently performed. <laughs> the realest, that's a realest nigga on earth right there. Man. <laughs> so I share a birthday with Lauren Hill. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, so I'm always like keyed into her shit. So Lauren Hill, Lenny Kravitz, Miles Davis, Pam Greer, uh, and John Wayne. Oddly enough, <laughs> goddamn, that nigga. I know he. I know he mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all these niggas. <laughs> um, but yeah, she got on stage and basically told her fans like, "Y'all niggas is lucky that I even show up to the show got, that you pay for." She got on stage late. Late and told niggas. Late on stage, and motherfuckers are complaining, and she said, yeah. <laughs> "You niggas is lucky I even pulled up to this raggy motherfucker." She's fucking. She went uh, Alonzo from Goddamn Training Day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Like, <laughs> yeah. Putting cases on all you. <laughs> yeah, but now nah, she's wild for that, bro. I mean, yeah, she's a she, she's a real nigga, but also she's a real nigga. Like that's I'm, some I'm real nigga you- shit. I'm gonna tell you why I totally respect it as a real nigga move. Yeah. Because it is November 2023. Yeah. And people are still paying money to go see Lauren Hill in concert with an expectation that she's gonna show up on time. We are 25 years deep into this shit, ladies and gentlemen. What makes you think she changed? Like to me, if you go to Lauren Hill in concert. Uh, this this what is what I would say. I would say number one, make sure you eat like a nice heavy greasy meal. Number two, pace yourself with the alcohol, right? Like right, maybe right. white claw it up, right? <laughs> until the first hour, yeah, yeah. Until until like the first hour and a half, she's late, right? And then maybe then start escalating, like but like this idea that people are like. Lauren Hills, yeah, man, that's what she does. That's like she's part of the show at this point. Yeah, it could be any more on brand. (laughs) Like you better, you better be there with a group of friends, or like someone that you just enjoy being around, right? And y'all could crack jokes and do whatever. Uh, And and by the way, it reminds this shit reminds me of one of my favorite fucking 
NBA stories. Hmm. When Tracy McGrady got on the jump, the first episode he did on the jump, which I believe was the first episode of the jump, Rachel Nichols was like, the future Hall of Famer. And he was like, what? And like, motherfucker, you going to the Hall of Famer. And that wasn't an act. Tracy truly did not think he was going to be a Hall of Famer. And we're like, what are you ta- what are you talking about? Like, the scoring titles, all NBA, like all the shit you've done, of course you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. So the call comes, and it's like, he's going to the Hall of Fame, and everyone's like, great. So his wife wants to throw him a surprise party, congratulating him on being inducted. She, uh, man, she put in extra work. I... I don't know how she found my email. She emailed me like, hey, can you make it? Like everybody, she's doing all this shit, getting people. We're going to Houston. We're going to do it at the Marriott Marquis in Houston, which is is on the rooftop. They got this lazy river that looks like the state of Texas. If you're in a hotel room, you look down, it looks like a map of the state of Texas. kind of dope, whatever. But like, don't tell Tracy. No, he can't know. Y'all are here, whatever. So we all flew out there. We got there. Niggas had a big screen up and was playing his highlights and shit at a DJ. And I'm talking about everybody from his life was there. Jeff Van Gundy was there. Rayford Austin was there. Vince, like everybody was there, right? And so they were waiting. Okay, okay, we got the text. She, she said they're in the elevator now. They walk up, they walk out, and the our shit is all the way at the end. So it's like you don't really see what's happening until you get closer. And as he's coming closer, he's like, he started noticing, oh, that's, oh, that's, what, what are y'all doing? And then, well, oh, surprise, and everyone, like, everyone's, like, cheers in and shit. And then, like, the shit died down for a second, and Tracy was like, so, is there a Lauryn Hill concert? Because that's what she told him. <laughs> she told him we're going to a Lauryn Hill concert. <laughs> and so, so he's like, so they pull up to the hotel, and she tells him, Let's get a drink first because you right. know she's gonna be late. Late. And so he's like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. Right. So they go like to this rooftop to the bar. Yeah. And when he walks out, everybody's there. That's and like, hilarious. but the funniest shit is my man was like, This is great, but also like, is she in concert or not? Because like, I was kind of hyped for the concert. <laughs> like, that's good to see you guys, but I'm trying to see this oh, one. Man. once in a life, just like seeing the Loch Ness monster. For oh, real, man. man. Would you would you pay to go see Lauren Hill at this point? Jeez. How much? How much are Lauren Hill tickets going for? I don't know. Uh, look, this is what I'm I have a threat. I have a th- to answer your question, yes, but I have a threshold. Like if it was any more than like 60 bucks. Okay. No, yeah. it's gonna be more. I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm looking at the StubHub thing and it says buy now to avoid disappointment. I'm like, a little too late for that. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Uh, you are in LA. So Ontario, she's in Ontario, November 16th. Let's mm-hmm. see what the tickets are saying. Okay. Accept and continue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, get in price is about $69 in the 200 section. You want to be in the 100 section, it's about $99. You want to be on the floor, $129. Is, that's the starting price. Yeah, I'm cool. And then I'm not I'm, one, good. I'm I'm not doing that. 179 to be in the pit. Yeah, because there's yeah, there's too much of a chance that it's not gonna happen. That she might not show, show up. up. Like that's yeah. that it's not just being late. Like she yeah. might just be like she might just not come. And then Praz is still showing up, even though that nigga's 
supposed to be <laughs> in jail. <laughs> Yo, the, the crazy thing about Lauren Hill, man, is like it's I think about Lauren Hill a lot when I think about NBA players mm. that blow up too fast. Yeah. Right? In that Lauren Hill was part of this this the Fugees, which was like this great group, and they had their first album. First album was dope, and then the second album comes out. The second album is for a long time like the number one selling hip hop album of all time. Yeah, and it crosses over, and it blows her up into this space where it's like, oh shit, right? Like it went from like I can go down the block to go get a cheeseburger to now everybody knows. Have a, is. <laughs> yeah, like in the same way, like the Britney Spears documentary. Where mm-hmm. she's like, I can't go to Starbucks. No, bitch, you can't go to Starbucks. Like this, that's over for you. Yeah. But then she puts out her solo album. Yeah. And I would say the Fuji's shit was cool. It was dope. It was, it was, it was apolitical. Yeah. But then her solo album is such a like personal fucking thing and she's talking about very black issues yeah on this yeah and then she's like we're going on tour and she's like i'm showing up to the arena and it's like twenty thousand white people and it broke her fucking brain bro yep like I mean, I, how I, remember yeah. she was like i don't make my music for those people and that was a big fucking controversy you know, yeah those people made you diamond or whatever but it's like that's not saying yeah that's not who this is about that's not who this is for yeah i have a lot of thoughts about lauren hill like i i was a super fan of hers i remember buying her album actually i remember asking my grandma asking my grandmother for twenty dollars and she was like yeah if you clean the house i'll give you twenty dollars and i took that twenty dollars and bought lauren hill's album um so i've been a fan of hers for a very long time um that story reminds me of dave Chappelle and what he says will happen to him on the Chappelle show and I think it's a very similar thing where, like you said, you you do th- this great thing, you know, and it's it's encapsulates everybody. It it moves out of your subgenre, and then it starts to touch other people. Which ha- ha- has to be weird, by the way, for someone yeah. who you're already famous. Yeah. Like, hey, nigga, you about to be like famous, famous. Like, I'm famous, famous. What you talking about? Like, no, right. nigga. Like, it's another level. Right. And 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 doing something that's more personal like even Chappelle's thing is like his stand-up is kind of a little more broad but the show is kind of very black specific jokes Mm -hmm. and like very much in jokes of how we talk and yo son and you know Donnell Rawlins and all that Ashley Larry all that all them Tyrone Biggums all these is just like black jokes and the fact that that's the shit that sent you over the line you know it's crazy same with Lauren Hill is like the fact that you know to Zion and yeah, uh, you know, all, these are the songs, you know, she's got the school children skits and shit where it's like, this is a very, very black, <laughs> you know, black album. Al- dude, even like, think about like the biggest song on that album was fucking doo-wop, right? Yeah. The shit that she's talking about yeah. is a it's very, great. it's a very black, black song. Yeah. Even she's talking about hair weave done by European, yeah. like she's talking shit on that song but it's like yeah so you don't as an artist i can imagine you thinking oh i'm making an introspective personal album you know might go gold you know what i'm saying whatever i'm gonna do my thing get away from the fujis and then to have that supersede that and it has mm-hmm. to you know even that aspect and then 
you know, they said she has so many issues with the people who actually co-wrote it. And yeah, there's a lot of it. like, but that's the, that's the music industry. Yeah. Right, right. And so I, I think like she kind of got caught up in that music industry thing where she thought she was just going to be an artist and make music and have this and have this and then realize like, well, now these people don't fuck with you. So you got to find new producers. You had that situation with Wyclef's. So you have to find new, new producers after that. So, and she probably was just like, man, I don't feel like doing that shit, you know? And that's kind of the vibe I get from her overall is like, she wanted to make music. She wanted to be an artist. She was an actress, right? She was in Sister Act yeah. 2. Like, she wanted to do all that shit. And after she accomplished it, and there was like a lot of bullshit in front of her doing other shit, she was like, I don't even need to do that. Like, right. what? I don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. I don't even want to play this game anymore. Yeah. Like I already won. Like what is the, what's the win in me doing that? And so yeah. I, and that's kind of what I under, cause I was so frustrated with Dave Chappelle for a long time. And I, I think he helped me reach that conclusion. Cause I was like, man, what, why wouldn't he do a Chappelle yeah. so, season three season man. Four or whatever? Yeah. Season three for us, man. We love him. We love every, everything, every skit he does. Like, why wouldn't he just, when he came back, you know, somebody's going to give him $50 million to do it. Just do it with somebody you like, you know? But it was like, he already won. And he didn't feel like he needed to play the game at that point anymore. Obviously, he came back. But, you know, and then... But he came back under completely his different. own... Yeah, his own... Like, I'm not, I don't have to deal with this, the structure. Right. Like, the infrastructure of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, in his case, in her case, with the infrastructure of the, of the music industry. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I think... And that's a part, I think a lot of people struggle to understand is like, how could someone who is so great at this thing not want to keep making compromises in their life in order to keep doing that thing, right? It's kind of yeah. like fucking Barry Sanders. Saying, you know yeah, what? Like, Y'all got it. Like, yeah, like, I'm gonna hang everyone's, everyone's yeah. like, no, this thing is going to come back after a year or whatever. And he's like, you right. never came back. Same thing with Megatron. It's like, yep, yep. I'm good. Like, I, I, I feel fine physically. I have a lot of money. Yep. I don't. I don't need this. It's not this idea that I have to be the most storied or whatever. It's it's not real. It's not um, not applicable. And yeah. I think there's a lesson in that, man. Like happiness does not come from like ultimate achievement. Happiness comes from like, yo, did you do what you set out to do? Like, are you cool? Right. I'm cool. And and the other side of it, too, that I also recently realized is that, I mean, she kind of doesn't really seem that happy, but I think sometimes we listen to music and don't realize, like, the person's really, like, kind of crying out. And if you think about what she's talking about on the music, she had a lot of trauma, you know? Oh, like, man. And so... And Wyclef was fucking her, too. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So she went through a lot of bullshit. So this is, like, we look like, oh, the album is so great, but it's like... Uh, Kind of like the same thing with Mary J. Blige. Like, I saw her um, documentary and shit, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mary J. Blige is rapping about or, like, singing about being sad and going through bullshit all oh, the time. she was sad the whole time, bro. And yeah, I'm like, The whole damn. fucking time. You know? And to me, I'm just, like, a, a kid listening to music, like, da 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 But then you start looking like, damn, these is real people, and they singing about the shit they're actually going through. So if we think about the miseducation of Lauren Hill, she's telling <laughs> the you. The title, it's like, yeah, like... She's telling no, you. You remember the, the Rick and Morty episode where Little Rick, uh -huh. and, 
where where he clones himself or, or yeah, he makes and he, him, yeah and he has a tiny version of him the tiny tiny rick and tiny, tiny rick, rick is like rick, always yeah. partying his shit. Oh, yeah, like every yeah, time yeah. every time he talks he's like yeah i got like existential sadness yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and everybody's like, like tiny rick <laughs> yeah exactly. like hey man he's telling you like i'm dying in here yeah oh it, it brings me back to like one of my favorite fucking songs not because it's a like that great of a song but just because the lyrics are just so opposite of what everyone is celebrating Fucking, I took a pill in Ibiza, which was a fucking massive, fucking super duper international hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all ain't hearing this thing is literally saying, I know a sad song. Like, <laughs> I'm just a singer who already blew his shot. I get along with old timers because my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot. Niggas talking because remember he had that fucking. I could write you a song to make you mm-hmm. that that was the pop song. He's like, oh. he's literally telling you, like, I blew my whole fucking life. I'm done. Like, I don't, I can't form relationships. I, I, I can't keep a girl, no. Cause as soon as sun come up, I cut them all loose. It works my excuse, but the truth is I can't open up. And the hook is, I know a sad song. And this shit was the number one EDM part. Going hard to that uh. shit, man. That shit crossover. <laughs> they were playing that shit in urban stations and shit, man. Motherfuckers just thinking, fuck. And I'm thinking about like this nigga, like, yo, I'm trying to cry for help. And everyone's like, yo, you're that dude, <laughs> Tiny Rick. Exactly. Oh, man. Damn. By the way, to, as to a nice bow on all of this shit, yeah. I looked up the Wikipedia for the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and this is exactly how it, it says the miseducation of Lauren Hill is a neo soul and RD. <laughs> like, fuck you. It was not neo soul. It was not neo soul. White people. <laughs> Somebody white wrote that. Definitely. Shit. Niggas don't damn Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if they are, it's to say some shit like, oh, uh, someone got dunked on. Oh, died <laughs> November 12th, 2023. All right. <laughs> it's always some shit like that. I love that. Oh man. All right. Well, fuck right. it. That's gonna do it for us here. Shout out to John Gervais producing from afar. Shout out to Jay Skills and me. We had the two ones to hold it down. Trey tried to show up, but he couldn't get in the thing. Juju tried to show up, but he couldn't get in the thing earlier, too. So we apologize. Uh, but we'll all be back next week, and maybe we'll give Trey some more shit for his goddamn nigga tux he got on. <laughs> it's like, you, no, I don't want you to be a nigga. I want you to be my nigga. It's like, who you call a nigga? You, Dude, you are just a nigga with this nigga tux on. Nigga tie on. <laughs> this nigga tux on. <laughs> All right. All right. Be stay black. Stay black, motherfuckers.